Welcome to the Abbot Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. I also saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. There is a freshness and a newness of life in the Easter season every year. You must have noticed the roses and irises at full tilt on your way into the Abbey Church this morning. Who of us doesn't delight in lengthening days and the newness of spring? And yet, all of that is only the beginning, barely scratching the surface of the new life that the risen Lord offers to us. So what is this all things made new that our Lord proclaims? Is it the vigor of evangelization that Paul and Barnabas manifest in their travels to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch? St. Luke tells us in the Acts that they made a considerable number of disciples. Surely that is new life. And that they were filled to overflowing with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They strengthened the new converts, taught them, exhorted them to persevere in their new faith. They built up a church with elders and priests, and then they hurried off to the next place, Pisidia, Pamphylia, Italia, so the Church of Christ could grow and grow. They were unstoppable because the Holy Spirit was so alive within them. Is this the new life of the risen Lord, the new Jerusalem? Surely it is an effect of that new life, of our Lord making all things new, and an even more powerful sign than nature's evidence in roses and lengthening days. But is it everything, or is there something still more that we need to find in the joy of Easter. After all, we can find an abundance of apparent apostolic fruitfulness over the last many centuries since our Lord rose from the dead. We can find a church that reaches not merely around the Mediterranean Sea, but all the way around the world, even to this place, and believers in their billions who profess the name of Christ. How shall we keep our eyes opened? Or better still, how shall we keep our Easter-opened eyes sharp and ready and alert so that we will keep looking for the new Jerusalem, so that we will recognize it when we find it? Where are we to find all things made new? How about this from the mouth of our blessed Lord? 
I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. Our Holy Father, St. Augustine, explains, This is the kind of love that renews us. When we love as he loved us, we become new men, heirs of the new covenant and singers of the new song. From the entire human race throughout the whole world, this love gathers together into one body a new people to be the bride of God's only Son. She is the bride of whom it is asked in the Song of Songs, Who is this who comes clothed in white? White indeed are her garments, for she has been made new. And the source of her renewal is none other than this new commandment. Can you see, my friends, what an astonishing thing this is? The newness of life made manifest in the Christian love we share? Have you found it this Easter in your Catholic family life there at home? Have we found it, my dear confreres, here in our fraternal life in common this Eastertide? It means that what St. John saw in his apocalyptic vision of the new Jerusalem was not only that new heavens and new earth that will come down from heaven at the end of the ages. Yes, of course, he must have been seeing that. But he also saw in his vision your love and my love, our shared Christian love, and the reality that this love makes us, the church, that bride of Christ adorned for her husband, the new Jerusalem, of whom Solomon can ask, who is this who comes clothed in white? And of whom the one seated on the throne can answer, Behold, I make all things new. And if this were not enough to make our hearts soar this Eastertide, there is still more. A little bit later in St. John's Gospel, our Lord says something even more astonishing and joy-giving about this new life of mutual love. As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. As the Father loves me, so I love you. There is in this a universe-shattering truth behind the love that we are to have for one another, my dear brothers and sisters. We've been hearing it, about it all week in St. John's Gospel, but we hear it so frequently that I'm not sure it still hits our ears and our hearts with the force that our Lord hoped it would when he first proclaimed it. Hiding behind this commandment of loving one another, 
as Christ has loved us, is this, as the Father loves me, so I love you. Think about that for a moment. Drink that in for a moment. Right now, our Lord is loving you in the way that the divine persons of the Holy Trinity love one another. God the Father loves the Son through the Holy Spirit in such a communion of love. And right now, that is precisely how Christ is loving you. The divine love of the Holy Trinity poured out upon you, making you a new creation. Behold, I make all things new. And so we give joy to our risen Lord, joy to his Father and to the spirit of them both, when we allow that whole world-renewing Trinitarian love to course through our veins, as it were, and to animate the life we share here below. What is it that King David sings? The Lord delights in those who revere him, in those who wait for his love. And here in this month of May, Our Lady's Month, this is the perfect description of Our Lady, that perfect one in whom the Lord delights, whoever reveres him and who now ever waits for his love and then passes it on to us, her children. She waited for that divine love and passed on that divine love throughout her whole life, but especially in that moment before the Archangel Gabriel came to announce her love's arrival in the Incarnation, and also in those hours just before love's resurrection, waiting for the love of the risen Lord to come and console her sorrowful but expectant heart. She is, as the fathers of the church tell us, the other Mary there at the Lord's tomb. St. John Chrysostom and St. Gregory of Nyssa identify Our Lady as that other Mary who sat opposite the Lord's tomb with Mary Magdalene to await his resurrection and who came running to the tomb on Easter morning. And for St. Ambrose, it makes perfect sense that Our Lady deserved to be the first to see her son after his resurrection. Vidit ergo Maria resurrectionem domini, et prima vidit, et credidit. He relates the symbolism of Christ's unused tomb to that of the virgin womb. She had to see him first because Christ's rising from the dead repeats the virgin birth just as she remained a virgin before, during, and after his birth. So too did he rise from the dead through the sealed tomb. And she witnessed both of these miraculous events with her very own eyes. 
Our Lady had perfect confidence in her son's ultimate triumph, and so she remained at his tomb from the time of its sealing until the other women came to join her on Easter morning. Here's the point, my friends. Our Lady knew what it was like to wait upon the love of the Lord. So confident was she in its power to make all things new. She knew that from childhood in the temple, all immaculately conceived, and at the Annunciation and upon Calvary, and especially waiting there at her son's tomb. First, we'll witness her son's saving death here upon this altar. And then she'll help us to receive the flesh and blood of his risen body in Holy Communion. She mediates that divine love for us, wins it for us, gives that love to us, strengthens it within us, perfects it, crowns it, and rewards it. All of this divine, making all things new, love of the risen Lord comes through her hands to us. And she will rejoice in it for all eternity with us. Indeed, she is already rejoicing in that love that even now is in your Christian heart. Rejoice and be glad, O Virgin Mary. Alleluia. For the Lord is indeed risen. Alleluia.